0: hello everybody and welcome back to the lucy porter podcast it's me lucy again obviously who else would it be don't be stupid guys Gone. <laughs> um today i am on my own again obviously it's been a very busy busy week we've done lots of gardening and rearranged the living room i'm currently waiting for a new bed to be delivered so i'm actually sat on the floor right now so yeah it's just been a crazy crazy week went to the garden center with my dad we bought a massive tree for Grandma for her birthday. And the tree, when we put it in the car, was sticking out the passenger window at the front. It was that big. So, yeah, it was, it's just been a bit, a bit of a whirlwind. I actually asked on Instagram if anyone had any dilemmas, and you guys did, which is, I was going to say, is, is good. But it's not good, obviously. It's not good because you've got dilemmas. But it's good for me because it, I can help, try help and whatnot. I've also asked Ryan if he will and record himself Answering the dilemmas as well, so I can put in, I can put in him, I can put him in as well, because you know it's always good to have more than one perspective on things. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed chapter one of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Today I'll be reading chapter two. Yes, yes, I will be. (laughs) Chapter two. That sounds so weird. I'm like chapter two, chapter two. I just need to tell you the name of chapter two. Okay, chapter two. Pool of Tears. "'Curiouser and curiouser!' cried Alice. "'She was so much surprised that for the moment "'she quite forgot how to speak good English. "'Now I'm opening out like the largest telescope that ever was. "'Goodbye, feet!' "'For when she looked down at her feet, "'they seemed to be almost out of sight they were getting so far off. "'Oh, my poor little feet! "'I wonder who will put on your shoes and stockings for you nowadays. "'I'm sure I shan't be able.' "'I shall be a great deal too far off to trouble myself about you. "'You must manage the best way you can. "'But I must be kind to them,' thought Alice. "'Or perhaps they won't walk the way I want to go. "'Let me see. "'I'll give them a new pair of boots every Christmas.' "'And she went on planning to herself how she would manage it. "'They must go by the carrier,' she thought. And how funny it'll seem sending presents to one's own feet and how odd the directions will look. Oh dear, what nonsense I'm talking. Just at this moment, her head struck against the roof of the hall. In fact, she was now rather more than nine feet high and she at once took up the little golden key and hurried off to the garden door. Poor Alice. It was as much as she could do, lying down on one side to look through into the garden with one eye but to get through was more hopeless than ever. She sat down and began to cry again. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, said Alice. A great girl like you, she might well say this, to go on crying in this way. Stop this moment, I tell you. But she went on all the same, shedding gallons of tears until there was a large pool all around her, about four inches deep, and reaching half down the hall. After a time, she heard a little pattering of feet in the distance, and she hastily dried her eyes to see what was coming. It was the white rabbit returning splendidly dressed, with a pair of white kid gloves in one hand and a large fan in the other. He came trotting along in a great hurry, muttering to himself as he came. "'Oh, the Duchess! The Duchess! Oh, won't she be savage if I've kept her waiting?' Alice felt so desperate that she was ready to ask help of anyone. So, when the rabbit came near her, she began in a low, timid voice. "'If you please, sir.' The rabbit started violently, dropped the white kid gloves and the fan and scurried away into the darkness as hard as he could go. Alice took up the fan and the gloves And as the hall was very hot, she kept fanning herself all the time she went on talking. Dear, dear, how strange everything is today. And yesterday things went on just as usual. I wonder if I've been changed in the night. Let me think. Was I the same when I got up this morning? I almost think I can remember feeling a little different. But if I'm not the same, the next question is, who in the world am I? Ah, that's the great puzzle. And she began thinking over all the children she knew that were of the same age as herself to see if she could have been changed for any one of them. I'm sure I'm not Ada, she said, for her hair goes in such long ringlets and mine doesn't go in ringlets at all. And I'm sure I can't be Mabel, for I know all sorts of things. And she, oh, she knows such a very little besides... She's she, and I'm I, and oh dear, how puzzling it all is. I'll try if I know all the things I used to know. Let me see, 4 times 5 is 12, and 4 times 6 is 13, and 4 times 7 is... Oh dear, I shall never get to 20 at that rate. However, the multiplication table doesn't signify... Let's try geography. London is the capital of Paris and Paris is the capital of Rome and Rome no that's all wrong I'm certain I must have been changed for Mabel I'll try and say how doth the little and she crossed her hands on her lap as if she were saying lessons and began to repeat it but her voice sounded hoarse and strange and the words did not come the same as they used to do how doth the little crocodile improve his shining tail and pour the waters of the Nile on every golden scale. How cheerfully he seems to grin, how neatly spreads his claws and welcomes little fishes in with gently smiling jaws. I'm not sure those are the right words, said poor Alice, and her eyes filled with tears again as she went on. I must be Mabel after all, and I shall have to go and live in that hokey little house, and and have next to no toys to play with, and oh, ever so many lessons to learn. No, I've made up my mind about it. If I'm Mabel, I'll stay down here. It'll be no use their putting their heads down and saying, come up again, dear. I shall only look up and say, who am I then? Tell me that first, and then if I like being that person, I'll come up, Uh, and if not, I'll stay down here till I'm somebody else. But, oh dear, cried Alice, with a sudden burst of tears. (laughs) I do wish they would put their heads down. I am so very tired of being here all alone. As she said this, she looked down at her hands and was surprised to see that she had put on one of the rabbit's little white kid gloves while she was talking. How can I have done that? she thought. I must be growing small again. She got up and went to the table to measure herself by it and found that, as nearly as she could guess, she was now about two feet high and was going on shrinking rapidly. She soon found out that the cause of this was the fan she was holding, and she dropped it hastily, just in time to save herself from shrinking away altogether. "'That was a narrow escape,' said Alice, a good deal frightened at the sudden change, but very glad to find herself still in existence. "'And now for the garden!' And she ran with all speed back to the little door. But alas, the little door was shut again and the golden key was lying on the table as before. And things are worse than ever, thought the poor child. For I never was so small as this before, never. And I declare it's too bad, that is. As she said these words, her foot slipped and in another moment, splash. She was up to her chin in salt water. Her first idea was that she had somehow fallen into the sea. "'And in that case, I can go back by railway,' she said to herself. Alice had been to the seaside once in her life, and had come to the general conclusion that, wherever you go to on the English coast, you find a number of bathing machines in the sea, some children digging in the sand with wooden spades, then a row of lodging houses— and behind them, a railway station. However, she soon made out that she was in the pool of tears which she had wept when she was nine feet high. "'I wish I hadn't cried so much,' said Alice, as she swam about trying to find her way out. "'I shall be punished for it now, I suppose, by being drowned in my own tears. That would be a strange thing, to be sure. However, everything is strange today.' Just then, she heard something splashing about in the pool a little way off, and she swam nearer to make out what it was. At first, she thought it must be a walrus or a hippopotamus, but then she remembered how small she was now, and she soon made out that it was only a mouse that had slipped in like herself. "'Would it be of any use now,' thought Alice, "'to speak to this mouse? "'Everything is so out of the way down here "'that I should think very likely it can talk. "'At any rate, there's no harm in trying.' So she began. "'Oh, mouse!' "'Do you know the way out of this pool? "'I am very tired of swimming about here. "'Oh, mouse!' Alice thought this must be the right way of speaking to a mouse. She had never done such a thing before, but she remembered having seen, in her brother's Latin grammar, "'A mouse of a mouse to a mouse, a mouse, oh mouse.' The mouse looked at her rather inquisitively and seemed to her to wink with one of its little eyes, But it said nothing. Perhaps it doesn't understand English, thought Alice. I dare say it's a French mouse come over with William the Conqueror. For with all her knowledge of history, Alice had no very clear notion of how long ago anything had happened. So she began again. I cannot speak French. I did GCSE German. Okay, but I'm going to give it my best shot. (laughs) Qui est ma chate? Which was the first sentence in her French lesson book. The mouse gave a sudden leap out of the water and seemed to quiver all over with fright. "'Oh, I beg your pardon,' cried Alice hastily, afraid that she had hurt the poor animal's feelings. "'I quite forgot you didn't like cats.' "'Not like cats!' cried the mouse in a shrill, passionate voice. "'Would you like cats if you were me?' "'Well, perhaps not,' said Alice in a soothing tone. "'Don't be angry about it. And yet I wish I could show you our cat Dina.' I think you'll fancy... (laughs) I think you'd take a fancy to cats if you could only see her. She is such a dear, quiet thing, Alice went on, half to herself as she swam lazily about in the pool. And she sits purring so nicely by the fire, licking her paws and washing her face. And she is such a nice, soft thing to nurse. And she's such a capital one for catching mice. Uh, Oh, I beg your pardon cried Alice again, for this time the mouse was bristling all over, and she felt certain it must be really offended. We won't talk about her any more if you'd rather not. We indeed! cried the mouse, who was trembling down to the end of its tail. As if I would talk on such a subject! Our family always hated cats, nasty, low, vulgar things! Don't let me hear the name again! "'I won't indeed,' said Alice, in a great hurry to change the subject of conversation. "'Are you fond of... of dogs?' the mouse did not answer, so Alice went on eagerly. "'There is such a nice little dog near our house. "'I should like to show you a little bright-eyed terrier, "'you know, with, oh, such long curly brown hair, "'and it'll fetch things when you throw them, "'and it'll sit up and beg for its dinner and all sorts of things. "'I can't remember half of them.' And it belongs to a farmer, you know. And he says it's so useful, it's worth a hundred pounds. He says it kills all the rats and... Oh dear, cried Alice again in a sorrowful tone. I'm afraid I've offended it again. For the mouse was swimming away from her as hard as it could go and making quite a commotion in the pool as it went. So she called softly after it. Mouse, dear, do come back again. We won't talk about cats or dogs either if you don't like them. When the mouse heard this, it turned round and swam slowly back to her. Its face was quite pale. With passion, Alice thought. And it said in a low, trembling voice, Let us get to shore, and then I'll tell you more history, and you'll understand why it is I hate cats and dogs. It was high time to go, for the pool was was gwetting. <laughs> it was high time to go, for the pool was getting quite crowded with the birds and animals that had fallen into it. There was a duck and a dodo, a lowery, a lot a lo, I don't know what that is, a lowery, and an eaglet, and several other curious creatures. Alice led the way, and the whole party swam to the shore. And that is the end of chapter two. Wow! What a um exciting chapter that was. Lots happened. Well, I say lots happened. She's cried, she's in a pool of her own tears and she's met a mouse. So three things have happened, but you know, hopefully you're all excited for chapter uh, three. Um. Yeah, now we are onto the dilemmas section of the podcast now. The first dilemma, or in fact, this is a question. The first question is, where do we start Well, you could start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. (laughs) Or you could start at the end. Or you could start in the middle. You just start where you want, as long as you make a start, I'd say.
1: Um, Ryan, what do you think? I mean, that's a pretty good question. Where do we start? Start at the very beginning, I'd say. It's always a very good place to start. I don't think I really have much else to say there.
0: The next dilemma is... There are no jobs around me and my parents keep nagging me to get one. Well, right now, you know, the situation is dire and uh, I can imagine that there, there aren't many jobs, really. People are getting furloughed left, right and centre. I think it's a bit unreasonable for them to expect you to get a job. I think maybe you could look at jobs in a supermarket or, I don't know... Farming, I don't know. There's lots of um there's lots of charity things like volunteering things that are available to do. I'm pretty sure one you can telephone like lonely people. I think that's with age UK. You could tell your parents you are you are being productive. I hate that one. You are being proactive. Yeah, so you're being proactive. Um but I think it's a bit unreasonable of them to expect you to get a job in this climate, you know. Ryan, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no jobs anywhere, to be honest with you. It's an issue that the world is facing, isn't it? Um, you know, maybe try, you know... Oh, my God, I said you know so many times. Try and sell stuff, perhaps. Make some stuff and sell it. Or, um... Just try and explain to your parents that it is impossible at the minute to find a job. Um, And it's probably quite unsafe to take one as well, isn't it? Um, Yeah, let's, let's go with that.
0: The next dilemma is, need a hobby for quarantine, but I am no good with arts and crafts. Do you have any ideas? Well, I know that this person is probably a great writer you could start writing a diary or a blog or a story or I don't know a play a series of events um poems you know just writing you could you're not good at arts you say you're not good at arts and crafts have you tried painting pom-pom making is really easy now that I've got the hang of it I can't stop I love it Thanks to Emily for that, for helping me out there. Emily gave me her pom pom maker plastic machine thingy. Not machine, it doesn't do anything. You just wrap the wool around the plastic and then you get a pom pom. But it's like better than using cardboard and she showed me how to make these pom-pom wreaths so now i will just keep making pom-pom wreaths the one i made for my grandma has 60 pom-poms on so it's a crazy crazy world we're living in ryan have you got any ideas for any hobbies for quarantine
1: uh take up gardening pl- pl- planting is lovely this time of year uh, do some baking learn a new skill in the kitchen you know um clean the house everybody loves a good clean get organized fix things up get painting the walls things like that um read read as many books as you can you know get as much knowledge in as you can um or just watch some netflix to be honest with you be lazy allow yourself to have a relax you know
0: the next dilemma is finding it hard to make friends in the first year of uni while everyone else is getting along. Well, this is a difficult one because I was so, so lucky to find, air quotes, my people in in my first year and I was so lucky to have moved into a flat with people who I think that were definitely going to be lifelong friends and we get on so well and, you know, I just think... I don't know if the if you're not getting along so much with the people you live with you know there's always societies and groups and just be sort of open to to meeting all kinds of different people because you never know the um unexpected comes wait, the unexpected comes expectedly I don't know what I'm saying but you know as long as you're being kind and nice and you're you know open to talking to people and meeting people then hopefully the the universe will give you that positive vibe positive energy back and you will meet lovely lovely people Um, i think there's always an expectation that you go to uni and you're gonna have the best time of your life but obviously it's not like that for everyone yeah ryan what do you think
1: i think you could never force friendships and if you are then you know friendships are like farts if you have to force it it's probably shit um so you know wait until you wait until your squad comes along and if your squad haven't come along yet then don't worry about it live your best life being you and wait until they wait until your people find you um there's no rush to find them you're only in your first year of university you've got your whole life still ahead of you you know we've all got our lives ahead of us still um yeah, wait for them to find you and all will be well.
0: The next question is, what's your favourite snack for lockdown? Well, I keep snacking far too much in lockdown. I said to my dad last week, I said, don't you buy any chocolate this week? No chocolate in the house. I don't want to see it. I don't want to be near it. This ain't good, you know? (laughs) So I think my lockdown snack is Aldi lentil curls. They're like a bag of crisps, but they're not crisps, they're lentils. Really, really nice. Do you know what? I love a bloody bag of wotsits. Oh, God. But we don't have any at the moment in the house. Oh. I'm addicted to Diet Coke, actually. So that's not really a snack, that's a drink, but there we go. Ryan, what's your favourite lockdown snack, babe?
1: My favourite lockdown snack probably is... Oh, gosh. Um, I've been eating a lot of chocolate, I think. Um, yeah, probably chocolate. The next dilemma
0: is, I left something important at uni. How do I get it home without my parents seeing? So I'm assuming you're going back to uni to pick all your stuff up. Um, If this is right, then I'd say make a distraction. Say to your parents, oh, maybe you can carry this box and this box to the car. Yeah, go on, mum and dad, take it to the car. And then you secretly put this important item that I'm assuming you don't want anyone to know about in a rucksack or something that you know is going to go straight to your other bedroom at home. Make a distraction. Ryan, what do you think this person could do?
1: Perhaps w- when you go to move out of your your flat or your house, um. Maybe send, ask them if they would go and pack up the kitchen stuff while you pack up your room and quickly slide it into a pair of socks or um, the pocket of some clothes um, and then put it in a box and hide it away, maybe. Um, that's what I would suggest.
0: The next dilemma, I miss my best friend and it makes me sad. She is so far away when I just want to hug her. Oh i'm gonna cry i am missing intimacy i want to use the word intimacy like i'm just missing just lounging around six Foss bank with the madheads with my friends just lounging around you know holding hands snuggling under blankies watching films just having that sort of human connection i mean obviously if you're with people you know give them a hug every day whatever if you're on your own that's so difficult um but hey-ho, hopefully soon we can start hugging again and the world will be a better place.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can relate to this, absolutely. Um, you know, we it's a blessing that we got FaceTime um, and uh, Zoom and everything. You know, we're all far away, but we're together, really. We're together in our hearts and we can... Once this is all over, we'll all be able to go back together and hug each other and... You know, be as close as we like and, you know, lick each other's eyeballs again. I'm saying you know so much. Uh But yeah, it's really tough. But just try and keep in contact as much as you can. Talk to each other, FaceTime each other. um And we'll all be back together before long. Israeli-Palestine conflict is a good one. Yes, um I know very little about it. So I think my answer to this dilemma will be no comment.
0: <laughs> uh This is not an appropriate dilemma or conversation topic for this podcast. So I'm going to ignore that one. (laughs) I miss Poppy. Do you know what? I miss Poppy too. Poppy is my Auntie Moira's dog and she's a Labradoodle. And she is just a sweetie. And I love her so much. But she's currently at the farm my auntie Maura's sons live on a farm and it was just best for poppy to be on the farm so she can run about whenever you know with sort of because there was like oh one hour only a day poppy likes to run around so she's 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 doing she's doing fine the next question is how to get hair like yours i was born this way um and i use john Frieda Frizzies spray and john Frieda shampoo I was gifted some Aussie shampoo and conditioner that was like a volume one and I used that the other day and it was fantastic. So that was good. Also, there's like a, a Moroccan oil shampoo that I use, you know, just to enhance the curls. If not, you're just going to have to get a perm. Ryan, what what do you think uh, this person could do?
1: To get hair like Lucy, I would say it's nearly impossible unless you are Lucy herself. I've never seen somebody with such beautiful luscious locks um so i mean i don't know how she does it it's it's a miracle of nature
0: the next one is how to keep the love life going while social distancing look hun i'm so single i don't know what to say i couldn't keep my love life going when there was When there wasn't any social distancing, so there's no point asking me. (laughs) Um, Maybe don't try talk too much because we're not doing anything, so there's not as much to talk about. So I always would find myself getting sort of frustrated, like trying to force conversation a lot. Just conversate when you have something to say. Obviously, text saying, oh, I love you, miss you, you know, but make sure you mean it. (laughs) Um yeah ryan what do you think this person could do uh anything anything
1: i guess facetime if you can you know try and be romantic send each other stuff in the post maybe yeah just keep talking i guess yeah have a phone call every now and again tell each other you love each other that sort of thing
0: and that is the end of this week's podcast thank you everyone so much for listening and tuning in I hope you enjoyed the chapter 2 of Alice's adventures in wonderland and I hope you like the dilemmas. I do enjoy doing the dilemmas. It is a little bit more difficult on my own, but you know, we live and we learn and we we deal with these things as we come. Yes, yes, indeed. Oh, and also, so I hope everyone has a great week. Well, as good as your week can be and yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Positive vibes only, guys.
1: Bye.